What up, what up, what up? It's Pope the Blueprint, the host of the number one networking show. And I like to take the first couple of seconds of each show to highlight any local brands that I may be wearing. And tonight I am wearing XI11, uh, which is a local 16-year-old entrepreneur. So I encourage everybody to support, support, support your local brands. And so we have a special guest tonight, a special mind, a special scholar. How you feeling tonight? I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> good, 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 good. Well, you know, I'm excited to get into the journey. But before we get started, if you can just introduce yourself, let everybody know where you're from, and just a brief overview of everything you're involved in, and we're going to take it back to day one. Okay. Well, you know, I'm Dr. Gladys Delancey Bolding. Um, I'm a scientist. Um, my focus is molecular cell and physiology. So it falls under biology. Um, currently, you know, I work at a college um, where I teach um, non-majors and major students an array of science courses. It could be anatomy and physiology, um, uh, genetics, environmental science. Um, I also have my own um, a program, my own business, where it's called Biolog Laboratorium, where I offer authentic STEM applications for youth as young as five years old. And we go all the way up to uh, young adults that are actually in college. So we offer things like um, microscopy, where five-year-olds have an opportunity to look under a microscope. Um, we offer biotechnology for older students, research, which is something that we're not really um, uh, involved in. So the whole idea is to um, introduce fields that can lead to generational wealth. And, you know, it's a lifelong learning journey, but it could, you know, provide so many opportunities. So that's what we're trying to do. Um, give them a robust foundation, build their confidence, remove the fear so that they can, uh, well, they know that it's an option. A lot of times people don't know what's available to them. So that's what we do. Wow. That's awesome. Because at five years old, I wasn't thinking about the microscope. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's awesome because, you know what I mean? I love that you're introducing kids at an early age to the world that's out there, right? Because exactly. we don't know how brilliant our minds are and how early we can retain information until we're exposed. Absolutely. And let me just say that, we live science every day. It's just not told to us in that way. And let me give you an example. Okay, we interact with water all the time. We drink it, we bathe in it. Um, that's a career. That's an environmental scientist when they're testing your water. But we're not told that somebody has a career and they're being paid for that. Just like when you're interacting in, um, in let's say, with the trees, that's botany. So those are fields that you can pursue as a career. Wow. And you know, and you know, what's interesting, too, about that is I'm sure everyone experienced growing up interacting with kids in your class that were kind of interested in stuff that you're like, what in the world are you interested in? But even them at that moment didn't know that it's a field out here that you may be interested in. Exactly. And, you know, another part of that is the fact that we don't have the representation. Representation matters. When you see someone that looks like you, and if you say, you know, you see that they're doing something that you're interested in, then you may say, well, you know, I might want to pursue that. So representation is very important. 
you know what, that is very important because a lot of times too, depending on where kids are growing up, all they see is the athletes, the musicians, and they think that's the only way that the only way that they can make it out. But it's so many different fields. And that's why I love that you're starting with kids early as five. Now, mm-hmm. when did you get that science bug? Now, this, this is quite interesting because I consider myself a late boomer. I was already okay. married with children when um, I developed this appetite for science. And let me just say, I was taking, you know, science courses that were required because every student that um, goes to college, you have to take at least two science courses. It's a requirement. And I just developed this appetite. There were professors that saw some type of talent or or gift or, you know, uh, that they saw in me in reference to how I did in the courses and I wanted to learn more and those particular courses they're always evolving just like we're dealing with coronavirus now right so it was one time it was Zika and then it was HIV so you know you're a lifelong learner and it's like an abyss it's like you can never fill it up because there's always something new to learn you know so that's actually how I got involved uh because um I did well in it somebody saw my talent and they said you know this is something that you should pursue and I just you know, like I said I was an older student so that's how I pursued, and then I did really well on the GRE. And then what happened was my advisor saw that I did so well that um, he offered me an opportunity to teach at the university, human anatomy and physiology. Yeah, so it, this is not anything that I planned. This is just, it's, I don't know, I, I like to say that science found me. That's what wow. I like to say. Yeah. 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 Now, Rowan, did you have any inklings toward that? Well, as far as science, or what were you passionate about growing up? Well, when I was growing up, the only, let me tell you, there's nothing memorable in K-12 school about science. I, we never did any hands-on experiments. Um, I really don't recall much about science at all. All I remember is doing some type of project, but that was the most that I can recall from it. And there was nothing that guided me that way. Like I said, it just was, it's just really weird, but it just happened when I became an older adult. And I just said, well, this is something that I was passionate about and I decided to pursue it. Wow. Now, science is not an easy subject per se if you're starting later because a lot of concepts may be new to you. How did you get over that learning curve? Like, what was that process like? Well, you know, let me just say, I never failed anything, but I, you know, those courses are challenging, but you know, I put a lot of time into it. So, you know, when I was studying, let me tell you, people will tell you whenever they saw me, I had a book in my hand. So every chance I had to study, I did. But let me just say, when you do something over and over again, you become really good at it. (laughs) You know what I mean? And once you have a robust foundation, you can pretty much figure out the rest. And that's what I tell, you know, my students, you know, I just want them to feel confident, remove that fear because life is a challenge, you know? So what you can do this, you know, and, and so, and if this is something that you really want to learn and you and you can enjoy, then I definitely suggest it. So I, let me tell you, I have some great scholars. I call them scholars that are members of my program, and they're very young. I'm talking about six, seven years old, and they're getting this stuff, and they feel comfortable in the environment that I provide because I want them to fail. You know, it, it's okay. I want them to know this is a safe environment. You can fail, but you can do it. You know, so that's yeah. what we offer at Biolog. 
And you know what? It's, it's interesting that you say that, right? Because your mind is just like the physical muscles in your body. The more you work them, the stronger it, it'll get. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what happens. You know, like I said, I have some really great students. I have one, she's 15 years old and um, she's been with me for a few years and she's even facilitating lives because Biolog is really hands-on because a lot of times when you haven't seen something, it can appear a bit abstract. So we want mm -hmm. them to touch and feel and do it so that they can inquire about the process. So right yeah. now we can't do hands-on, but we are doing it virtually where we provide a kit. And then I, you know, me or someone from Biolog will guide them through the process. So we're doing it at the same time. Now, take us back to the beginning stages of Biolog, because that's interesting in itself. Like, when did that inspiration hit you that I this is something that I want to start and create? Okay, so um, when I was a, a grad student, um, you know, because of the opportunities I had, um, I was able to um, acquire this position where I was um, overseeing um, the biology lab, chemistry lab, uh, geology, microbiology, physics, and I was really immersed. I had some great assistance with me, but you know, I'm the type of person, if that person is, I think I like to be prepared. So um, once I got that position, the bonus was also instructing. So I was able to instruct like, you know, uh, pre-med students, um, allied health students. And what happened was I saw that some of the students were very fearful of the terminology as well as the equipment. Because the terminology can be difficult, but I think if it's taught to you the right way, you can figure it out, how to you know, say um, the words and everything. So what happened was it was um, a holiday season and the um, person that comes to meet with our microscopes said that this college, that it was a, um, a medical college, just had this microscope for one year and they wanted to get rid of the microscopes and he was offering them at a nominal fee. It was so, and it's just, I was one for myself. So I can have it home. And when I saw the quality of it, I said, you know what? I can buy more of these and start a program. And that's exactly how Biolog was born. That's exactly wow. how it was born. Yes. And then I started partnering with organizations that had access to youth. And I would go in and I would work with the students, you know, doing various hands-on activities. And they were authentic and they were of a high level. You know, because I wanted them to see what it was really like to be immersed in a particular field, not just the surface. I wanted in-depth content. So that's what we offer. Wow, that's awesome. So what was those connecting to getting days like? Did you receive any resistance or how did that work out for you? Um, it was really hard trying to reach the students. That, that's, that was my most challenging part. Um, that's why it was important that I partner because it's very difficult to get into schools. You know, it, it's, I don't know, even though I knew people, it was still difficult to get in there, you know, and I guess because, you know, everything is so structured. I don't know. But by me partnering with these various organizations that were connected with those schools, that's how, and, and that's the way I had to do it initially. And a lot of things that I did, I did them for free. So people would get, a, you know, to know me and, and, and to know my product. And that took, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, that took several years. That's not, it didn't you know, happen overnight, yes. And then after a while, I started getting paid through the organization to provide those type of opportunities. And then eventually now, I just branched off. Mm -hmm. 
Now, let's make this a teachable moment for all entrepreneurs that may be listening to this, because you said a key point, right? It took you years of investing in your passion before you saw the financial fruit even begin. Right. So how important from an entrepreneurial standpoint is it to really invest in your craft with no possible guarantee that it may work out, but just stepping out on faith. Well, I think if you truly believe in your product, you know, you have to invest because, and another thing is in my profession, you know, the equipment is always advancing. Like you can keep something for approximately like 10 years or something like that. But eventually, if you want to offer something of quality, you're going to have to invest. It's going to cost you. Let me say, like you said, I didn't receive any money, but I had to, it's like proving yourself. And, you know, that took me, I, I'm telling you, I think it took about five years for me to, even with social media, I, I'm just being honest. And even I'm, I'm into going into the 10th year and I'm still not where I want to be, but I'm in a better place because I went ahead and I invested a lot of money because having, um, you know, to pay rent at a lab and then provide, and you can't have an empty lab. <laughs> you have to have equipment, you know, so, um, but it, it takes you have to, if you really are passionate about it, do, I put everything into it. My money, you know, my time, I mean, you name it, I put it into it, but I, I really was passionate about it. And I know that it's something that's really needed, you know, so you have to invest if you're serious about what you're doing. Yeah. Now talk about, you know, once you connected with the organizations, what was those beginning days like with the students, right? Because like you said, those are the, the most difficult ones to reach when it's introducing introduced to them. How did you like overcome? What were some communication skills or some some thought processes you can help with other people that may be introducing something, maybe new concepts to kids of that age to help them kind of catch on? Well, you know, first of all, I think you have to watch your attitude. You know, you can't really speak. I'm not saying you have to be on their level because you're not a child, because you are the instructor and you're the one in charge. But however, it's almost like you have to empathize. You have to understand that they're lacking and you have to make them feel comfortable. And that has to do with your body language, with your tone. And let me tell you, I never had any problems with any of the students. I was always encouraging them reinforcing that they were doing well. And even if they did something wrong, you know, it's not like they were being penalized for it. It was like, okay, well, let's try a different way. So it's all in your approach. And so I, I really never had those issues with um, someone feeling uncomfortable because that wasn't my goal. My goal is to get them interested. And that's why I said, I don't have a problem if they fail. I want them to fail because I want them to know that they can do it. So you keep trying until you get it, you know? So yeah, so that's my take on it. It's your approach. You know what, and the approach is huge because a lot of times in different fields now, from my interaction, sometimes people into science may not be as like outspoken and bubbly as you. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I'm feeling feeling the energy, I'm (laughs) feeling the love, just how passionate you are about what you're speaking, right? Because I'm sure in the scientific world, you know, you may come across people that are more just by the book and kind of focus. So it takes a special individual, not only to connect in the communication way, but also have the brilliance to connect the information. Absolutely, 
Absolutely. And let me just say, you know, um, even, you know, though I started late, you know, I could have been that child that, you know, I really was that child, but just, in, you know, I was an adult though, that never really had that type of experience. So, you know, mm. I understand. And I think that that's why I can empathize, even though I wasn't that age, but I know that what the attitude is towards science. So me mm. going in there and being rigid, I'm not going to get the result that I want. And that's to get them interested in right. STEM. That's the whole idea. <laughs> You know, so you have to be careful how you do it. And, you know, like you said, and you can feel my energy and how passionate I am because I'm in a field where I don't see many people that look like me. And that's mm. not always a comfortable place to be, you know? Yeah. And I just think that people who look like me can gain so much. You know, we're the ones who are dealing with the health disparities, you know, and all those issues. And so if more of us are knowledgeable about this, then we can also do better for our community. Yeah, yeah. Now speak upon that situation, right? Because you've been in the science field and what are some of the visions and maybe some of the careers that, you know, that we can get into that we may not know? Like when you're talking to your students, what are some of the, the, the fields that you're kind of introducing them to that opening their eyes to? Well, I definitely have a, a young man who um, I'm so proud of him. He works with me and um, he's interested in microbiology. He's only 13. And now what is so, microbiology for the okay. people like me that make not know? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So micro means small. So you can't see it okay. with the naked eye. So you need a, a microscope to view these microorganisms like coronavirus is an example of a microorganism. Okay, so we deal with um, like we co collect um, environmental bacteria because there's bacteria all over us. There's a bacteria in our body. It's in the air. So we interact with it all the time. It's just that the only time you hear about it is when it harms us. And that's why you're hearing about coronavirus. Okay, so we have actually in my lab, this young man has grown media because there's a certain type of media that's required to grow certain types of bacteria. So we've actually grown it, collected it from wherever you want to collect it. And then we, he get a chance to um, stain it. And then in order, and you need to stain it in order to view it under the microscope. So it gives it color, okay? And then you can look at the shape of it and the size of it. So that's just one example of what, you know, we do with microbiology. And also they learn techniques. So that means, you know, uh, sterile, how to wash your hands, okay? Keep surfaces yeah. clean to prevent any type of infection or anything like that. So already he's interested in going into that field and working for the Centers for Disease Control. Now he's, mm. now let me just mention that microbiology is not introduced to students until they're in college, only if they take it. So that's why you don't see many of us in it. You see what I'm wow. saying? So yeah, and, and personally, I think that microbiology needs to be introduced early on at an early age. And the reason why I say this is because Kids need to learn that washing your hands is important That because these microorganisms are here and they're going to always be here. It's going to be another one in another couple of years. You know what I mean? Right. So that's just how it is. We also introduce um, research, okay? Because a lot of times when research is done, Blacks are not included because most researchers are not Black, okay? Mm -hmm. So people have a tendency to reach out to those who look like them. Okay, so for example, when it comes to the clinical trials that they're doing for COVID, it's supposed to represent everyone. A lot of times when medications are given to people, the uh, people that are involved in the clinical trials are usually Caucasian. Now, their DNA is not the same as mine, but then they make it universal. 
You get the point? See, so that's why it's important that we are involved in research, whether we are the principal investigator who is the person who's running it or whether we are a part of the clinical trials. That's another thing. And then we also do the microscopy, like I said, to, um, you know, that's something, you know, you can also use in biotechnology. Biotechnology is really, really big. You know, right now they're using methodologies in biotechnology to test, um, to do COVID testing. Wow. So, wow. yeah, so these are some of the things that I introduced to the youth so that they can see that these are options as a career. Mm. That's amazing. I think I'm, I'm, I think I may want to I'm a little too old. But that's awesome, right? And then so to fast forward up to date, right? Because one of the ways that I was introduced to your work and introduced to yourself, I was on Instagram and I came across a post of the 2020 STEM, Women of STEM, right? I may be saying it wrong, but if you can just let people know what that is, because you are the winner for science, right? Correct. So Correct. explain to people exactly what I'm talking about, because I, you know, I saw it and I was just amazed. And I said, I have to reach out to you because, like you said, it wasn't a large representation of us. Absolutely. So this is an organization called um, WIT. WIT is an acronym for Women in Technology. And they had an array of awards and I won in the science category. And the reason why I won is because of what I offer at Biolog Laboratorium. Um, and I was also interviewed and um, I had to share all of the things that I'm doing to actually bring youth or expose them to the various careers in the field. And I had some really stiff competition. I really have to you know, commend these other women. I mean, I, I really must because, you know, I'm really honored to be in their category, you know? And um, all I can say is that I'm just truly grateful and honored and so humble to, to, to win this award. I, I just can't tell you, but that's what it was based on. Everything that I'm doing at Biolog Laboratorium to, um, I guess, add more, um, you know, people of color into or introduce them to those various fields. And, and I have to say, let me just tell you that um, it's working. You know, a lot of the youth are saying, you know, I want to be a scientist. And let me just say, even if they don't be a scientist, the fact is that they know it's an option which yes. before it yes. wasn't even con a consideration. And, and the reason why I also get them at such a young age is because at the college, they're already committed and they don't wanna mess up their GPAs or lose their scholarships. So it's very difficult to stray them away from that. So that's why I sought you know, the younger ones. And I said, if I can build their confidence and give them a robust foundation, then they know that um, you know, this is a career path that they could possibly pursue. And, and even deeper down the line, right? Let's say that the kids may not go into the field of science. When they become, when they become parents, now they have an understanding of what the possibility is for their kids. And as they're growing and watching their skill development, they can start rearing them into other fields because the, the, the scope is open. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and the thing is, the the skill sets, the critical thinking and analytical thinking skills that you learn in science, technology, engineering, and math, it's applicable in everything, everything in life. 
So it's not, you know, even if you were to take those type of courses, you know, you can apply it in everything. So it's just invaluable. It's invaluable. Yeah, that that's that's awesome. Now, with the women in technology, were you recommended for that? Did you reach out or how did that process even begin? You know, you know, I wanted to say it. Actually, it was one of my members at Biolog Laboratorium who recommended me for the award. And when she told me about it, she said, you know, I recommended you for an award. I really didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, thank you. That's so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) And, And she's actually 15 years old. And she's pursuing a career in biomedical um, engineering because of her exposure at Biolog Laboratorium. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. now you, you get the news, like she tells you about it. You said, thank you, thank you. Now, do you get like a call? Do they come looking for you now? Here's another story. Okay, so what happened was I never heard anything. And so one Saturday morning, and this was after the um, deadline, I didn't even hear anything, but I get this text. And someone said, you know, someone sent an information about you and we, you know, it was really nice and we really would like for you to fill out the application. You know, we sent you numerous emails. I said, well, I never received any emails. I said, well, what was the subject line? You know, so I put it in, you know, know, Gmail, whatever, and I didn't see it. So I told her, I said, you know, I don't have it. And so she said, well, what's your email address? What happened was the young lady had transposed some letters. Instead of OG, she put GO. So let me tell you what they did. So they said, well, we're extending application process until tomorrow, Sunday at, at noon. So this was a Saturday morning. And the deadline was the day before. And they were extending it. So I said, okay. And she said, and if you need me, um, I'll be home all day. So I said to myself, well, this must be a pretty expensive application process. So I looked at it because I had committed to, to help my aunt with something. I looked at it and I said, okay, when I come back, I'll take care of it. Well, I started at 4.30. I didn't finish the application until 1.30 in the morning. That's how expensive wow. it was. How expensive it was. And I'm glad I didn't say I'll wait until Sunday morning because I would have never gotten the application in. Yeah. And so I got the application in. And so I said, well, I hope to be one of the finalists because they picked, um, it was seven. So I was like, oh, great, I'm one of the finalists. And I said, well, I only have to whittle it down to three. <laughs> and yeah. I said, well, I hope I'm one of the <laughs> And so that happened. And then I said, oh, wow, I want to win. <laughs> and voila, I won. I was just so grateful. I mean... I mean, it's just been a great experience, the things they've done, you know, and what they're continuing to do. Um, It's just an honor to be recognized for your work, because I'm telling you, I've been working on this for almost 10 years. And, you know, there's been a lot of obstacles, bumps in the road. It just hasn't been an easy path, you know, but I'm truly grateful that somebody recognizes the value of what I'm doing. Wow. And it's only, it's only the beginning. It's only the I hope beginning. so. I, I received that. I received that. Yeah. 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 Now, take us into, before we go, let us know some of the vision plans that's upcoming for you. What are some of the things that's on the horizon that we can look out for that you may be thinking about? Well, actually, right now, um, this is really exciting. Um, I should be doing this actually in January. I'll be also uh, developing curriculum, STEM curriculum, 
for youth in Tanzania. So I'm, I'm really, really excited about that. Um, I'll also be working with, um, I don't know if you know, these are some really cool guys and I really hope you check them out. Um, they, they have, a, um, it's a, what is it called? The STEM files. I don't know if you ever heard of them, Jawari and Tariq. And I mean, one is a medical scientist and one is an engineer. I mean, wow. so I'm hoping wow. to be doing some things with them, an interview with me and, I, and just check them out. They really are doing some great stuff. You know, the interviews like yourself. That, that, may, have, that may have been where I, I was introduced to you at. That may have may, been. I think that that's probably, you know, because I mean, they're doing some great things. So I hope to be working a little bit more with them. Um, I'm also doing a lot of um, panels, you know, I do things, you know, because my program is not just for females. I know a lot of people focus on females, but I just feel like as a community, you know, we, they all need help. You know what I'm saying? So I can't see, and I have sons, so I can't see just focusing on females. I think we need to uplift everyone. So I yeah. work with males as well as females, you know, so, um, you know, so yeah, so those are some of the things, you know, I, I think there's going to be a lot of developing of curriculum, STEM curriculum, you know, and I'm also partnered with iUrban Team, where I actually present to um, students that are in Portland, Oregon, and, um, you know, we do forensic science and human anatomy and physiology and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I see a lot of curriculum development and possibly, and I get a lot of interns. Let me just mention, I also work with interns. I just finished this one. Um, she's at a college and she's getting a degree in health in health sciences. And um, we just finished doing um, microbiology and uh, biotechnology. So to beef up her resume, and she said there were just some things that she didn't know, and she saw me doing them with youth, and she's like, I don't even know those things, you know? So like I told you, we work from five all the way up to um, college students. So I think the internship is going to become a, a lot more prominent as well, you know, the young adults, because they need that assistance. So yeah, I'm just grateful that, you know, God has blessed me with, you know, this knowledge, and I'm happy that I can share it really happy that, that's awesome i love it now you said you have sons what is it like being a science mom to your sons right because now i have i have three sons okay. and you know my oldest he's the one that's in school and science is kind of his least favorite and i think it may be also too because most of his teachers are not like you okay for one okay. yeah because yeah. uh, he's very bright he's just it's, he's not engaged into it you know what I mean right. like I he could be but now for your sons was there like a heightened level of expectation now because my mom is in science or did you kind of just let them what was the pressure like for them really no, no pressure at all, because I feel like this is their journey. And, you know, if you have an interest in it, guess what? I'm, I'm here for you. And if you don't, I'm going to support you in whatever you do. So this is their life. That's how I always felt, you know. And my main thing was whatever you do, be good at it. So I never put any pressure. I know that this is my passion. So I want them to pursue theirs. That's awesome information for all the parents out there. You know what I mean? Because yeah. You know, sometimes as parents, people can try to cast their vision solely on the child. And, you know, Absolutely. everybody is different individuals. So that's, exactly. that's brilliant advice. So mm -hmm. two things before we go. If you mm -hmm. can let everybody know where they can follow you at, how they can support your vision, just let us know all of those channels that we can get involved to support you. And then the last thing is we're going to leave on a word of encouragement. 
Okay. Well, definitely um, on Instagram um, at Biolog Lab. That's B-I-O-L-O-G-U-E Lab. And then also on, um, I'm on LinkedIn as um, Gladys Delancey Bolding. You can um, also find me there. So those are places. And I mean, the fact that, you know, someone is following me and, and looking at my work and you never know from there, opportunities can um, happen. So just to see what I'm doing and, you know, if I can be of any assistance, I'm there. Well, you know, I have a, um, I have someone that would love to reach out to. She's in like, now I may say it wrong, epidemiology. Epidemiology, Epi yes. Yeah, and so we do weekly, we do the winter circle, but we do a wellness winter circle every Sunday night, um, okay. you know, with teachers on health things. And when I told her that I was having you on the show, she was like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that, that'll probably be a connection that you all, she's out in uh, California. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure she'll be excited just for that connection. Um, Great. So I'd love I, to have her. I'm just putting that out there right now. You may get an invite say, hey, you know <laughs> what I mean? Right. Because... <laughs> that is fine. I would love to connect. That's wonderful. Yeah. 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 And then before we go, if you can just share your last words of encouragement to whatever you feel you have on your heart to the people that may be listening um, that, that you have. Well, one thing I would definitely um, say is that um, I, I wish that parents would take advantage of other things. Like, you know, I know, like you said, you mentioned like entertainment, you know, and sports, you know, and, and I'm not saying you shouldn't pursue those things because let me tell you, if your child is super at that, by all means, that's what you want them to pursue. However, I just think that exposure is just so important because let's say if something happens, if they are in sports and you know there's an injury and their career is over, okay, so they need to know that there are other things out there that they can pursue. And I think, so there are a lot of organizations out there that I know of that are doing, you know, it may not be, you know, as broad as my scope, but they're still doing things like maybe focusing on engineering, you know, take time to put your child into a program. A lot of those programs are free or uh, at a nominal fee. Just let them be exposed to it. You never know what type of interest it may spark. So that's you know something that I would definitely encourage parents to do. That's great information. Well, we thank you for coming on the Winner's Circle, giving us this Thanks information. Yeah, you know what I mean? So people will be able to see this interview all over the world. They'll be blessed and inspired. Yeah. So thank you for all you're doing. Much success to you. And this is not thank the you. end. This is only the beginning of our connection. Thank you so much. Thank you yep. so much. Yep. And yep. thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay. All right. Peace, all love, right. and blessings. Bye-bye now.